0: Welcome back to Chat with Leaders. Where we're passionate about amplifying the influence of leaders who show us how to use influence as a force for good. I'm Jeff Bond, and today I am so proud to chat with Ashley Rutland and Tiffany Pearson Kilgore. They are the co-CEOs of Planned to AT, a nonprofit in Atlanta, Georgia, that curates interactive game style workshops to teach financial literacy and life skills to students and student athletes from diverse backgrounds. Ashley and Tiffany took the leap of faith to launch their business after recognizing a deficit amongst their young African-American male students, in particular, who often desire to become professional athletes but lack the knowledge they need to navigate that world financially. They realized that nearly all of their students, no matter what grade level, had no idea of how the lack of good money management skills can negatively impact their world in general. Both Ashley and Tiffany are driven by the understanding that financial knowledge is power and can lead to creating a framework for a successful livelihood, which can, of course, have a positive impact on not just them and their families, but can contribute to the overall health of their communities and really sustainable generational impact. I hope you walk away from this conversation as inspired as I did enjoy. What do you wish everyone understood about how the lack of financial literacy is negatively impacting our student athletes today? And maybe Tiffany, I could uh, start with you and then we'll we'll go from there.
1: First of all, if students don't learn the importance of financial literacy, the basic, when they're young, this can negatively impact them throughout their entire lives.
2: And our 26 out of the 50 states are not even offering financial literacy education at all to their students which is crazy because it's like how in the world are we supposed to learn that stuff um which is holding in four out of five adults 18 to 34 that can't even answer answer simple you know financial questions and these are people who are entering their careers have you know budgets to create and really don't have any clue about it
1: right and then on top of that Three and five adults don't keep a budget. Um, so we we've done some research and saw those statistics, which is a fundamental tool to even you know master uh, keeping money in your pocket, paying those bills, paying off debt, saving. Um, and so if adults are lacking those basic budgeting skills, you know they're not even doing those basic practices, and of course it trickles down into the young adults, which goes back to those statistics that Ashley was talking about with the 18 to 34 year olds. They're struggling as well, and it's it's impacting overall which is critical because it's a generational cycle that we're seeing.
0: Yeah, generational cycle. And then, and I don't want to dive into that in a second. And the other statistic I remember talking about our pre-interview is a 65% graduate with an average of 40,000 in student loan debt. So that alone in itself, just trying to manage your own debt and repayment and having poor education and, and needing to get a credit score kind of in the right place and so many times, especially with student athletes, I see rookies coming into even the league or going pro and, and that money just goes in and out the door, you know, it just, it seems like uh, the more money you get, the, the more problems and the lack of literacy is is really a big problem. And then there's issues around self-identity today and name, image and likeness that we're going to dive into here in a second. So um, I also was very curious because for those who don't know, you are cousins and, uh, and you were former educators and you kind of touched on this. And so what motivated you both to take a leap of faith from being those educators and turning into entrepreneurs uh, and tackling these issues? And then on top of that, as cousins, how does looking through the lens of your upbringing and your families kind of clarify why that was important to you to come together on this mission?
2: Our family in general, we've been really, really blessed because they encourage us to really follow our dreams. And they never said, you can't do this, or, you can't do that. And they really gave us the basics of how to, to be self-sufficient adults. And that is not something that we're finding, you know, that is, you know, widespread. It's something that we were really blessed to be able to receive. And so because, you know, we had that foundation of importance of family, importance of going for what you want, importance of you know, making a difference out there in the world and and doing something that's for someone other than you. And of course, again, with us being educators, you know, it felt perfect for us to both have the same passion of teaching, and enriching. And then, of course, for us to be family, that just made it even better.
1: Right. And then on top of that, um, with us taking that leap, uh, you know, we wanted to continue in the area of teaching. That's our passion. That's our heart. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we could really get in front of that statistic of 80% of NFL players going broke two to three years with that, you know, leaving the league that breaks our heart. Uh, being educators, being teachers, and so our primary focus is really getting in front of these Black boys. um, With our students, they, we noticed a trend in seeing that they wanted to be athletes, or they wanted to be rappers, they wanted to be uh, in some type of financial position that helped them escape their current reality. Um, And so we know as educators with early intervention, this is so instrumental in changing the mindset, changing those habits, so that we can really combat those future statistics.
0: I love that. And that, that really rung true or or, or kind of resonated with me uh, when, when you started talking about your role as a mom and you have a three-year-old son and, um, and really, you know, when this opportunity, you know, that, that student athletes have, if they do go into the league, if they're fortunate enough to get into this opportunity uh, or if they, you know, find uh, some sort of uh, means to get out of that generational cycle uh, that you were talking about earlier, a lot of the times that wealth then leaves those communities that need it the most. And, right. you know, being able to uh, build net worth and, and build a financial literacy plan so that uh, you can maybe even break the cycle within your families and and really make a difference. So teaching people how to be prepared, to be good stewards, make good investments, uh, you know, save where they need to save and, and protect that wealth and actually make a difference with this great opportunity that they've been so blessed to receive. I know that you're really trying to chart that course with your son, if that ever became, you know, the path for him and and for other (laughs) generations, right?
1: That's right. And, and I mean, luckily for us, like we've had some friends that they've successfully navigated their pro career and they've, you know, they've returned to the normal world and they, they've been able to do just fine. Um, but not everybody has that advantage. And so, you know, past, present, future, like you said, we want to make sure that we're able to really get in front of these kids um, and really be able to make a difference. And this is really, you know, where we have a passion to do so.
0: Any thoughts on that, Ashley? I mean, he's your nephew. So what what are your thoughts on that? Or nephew or what? Second cousin?
2: Ashley, <laughs> <Exactly>. my <laughs> godson yay (laughs) so even closer Um, but yes i mean but my godson my friends my cousins my brothers my you know it is it's we see it in our communities particularly in minority communities that sports tends to be the way out the way to to gain that financial success um but that like you said the sad part about it is even the ones who do make it into the league are suffering. They're they're blowing through millions and millions of dollars coming in and out of our communities. And, you know, that was really what inspired Tiffany and me to begin this journey was really recognizing that in our students and our friends and our cousins and our family and saying, we got to do something about this. You know, the reason that people struggle with finance is because they don't know. We're not taught this stuff in school. And it's so important to be able to navigate your life. This is like the foundation of navigating your life. You gotta have finances to do anything in the world. Um, But we just aren't taught that stuff. And so we really see how it, especially is negatively affecting minority communities because a lot of times we don't even have the knowledge of, you know, someone that has a, a, a company that they're running and they're passing it down generation after generation. It's like, we don't even know what we don't know. So this is critical information that we have to learn in order to begin, like you said, changing the trajectory of our communities. Yeah,
0: it is such an opportunity. And and on top of that, I remember you telling me how much research you did before you launched your business and uh, rightfully so. But the other Thing and the other problem that you found was self-identity, in addition to financial literacy, and and that's really, I think, a, a problem amongst all of our youth these days. All students, whether you're a student athlete or a student with social media and influencer marketing and this kind of access to media and everything that we have and now there's been a lot of change right in collegiate sports that and student athletes can now be paid for their name image and likeness or nil for short so how has that changed the game for student athletes and what complexities have you seen it present when it comes to financial literacy Tiffany
1: um so one thing that we're finding is one is a completely different new space right and there's It's not really a blanket rule. Um, So you have to look at each individual state to even say, okay, I can do this or I can't do that. Um, And that complicate things, right? Um, and then on top of it with African-Americans, with a lot of college students in general, not even African-Americans, like some of these kids are sending money back home. So if you're taking a $100,000 deal, that changes how you get financial aid. That changes what money is coming in and what money is going out. Now you're having to deal with taxes, right? Things that you you really probably weren't having to deal with as a 18 to 25-year-old, now you are. And it's trickling even further down to, to high school. You know, so it's putting a lot of financial pressures on these kids that, you know, we were experiencing a little bit later. But then on top of it, it puts even more uh, um, gold in the fact that they need to learn this stuff even younger to be able to say, OK, well, maybe I should
2: take this deal. or Maybe I shouldn't take this deal because it affects me in this type of way.
0: What about you, Ashley?
2: The I think it's really cool that this has presented an opportunity for students for educational institutions to look at, well, what are we teaching our students? Because I think now because of the name image and likeness, they are saying, okay, well, these kids are now gonna have their hands on, potentially on millions of dollars in college. And they don't know what to do with this. This is gonna be a problem that trickles down with them blowing their money in school and and then not being ready during game day because they've done this or that and then not understanding exactly what we're, what we're trying to teach. Um, and so I think it's been cool to see that the institutions are now placing importance on that. Like there are certain states that have mandated number of hours that their students have to go through financial literacy, which was not in place before NIL and now is because of NIL. So um, it's interesting to see, it's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out over the next year as this kind of becomes more set in stone and more states pick up um, specific laws and on what kids can and can't do. Um, and how they can and can't, you know capitalize on their name, image and likeness. Um, so we'll it, you know we're, we're kind of in the in the thick of it with with the schools, but we're really excited that you know, they want the program basically that we are you know, providing um, that, that there's a demand for what it what we are seeing that's important and that we believe is important. and now you know, institutions are realizing are important as well. The
0: word that or phrase that kind of comes to mind to me is a, a healthy relationship with money, you know, because for me, i think about myself now as a 41 year old man and having gone through a career and and either you know plenty and want you know just understanding the the relationship to money the importance of that in my life the way i look through life through the lens of money and and possession and belonging that can really change the mental aspect of of the game too. And it can change the dynamic of how teams operate together, how ego comes into play, how humility hopefully comes into play amid all that. And and also opportunities for that money to be used as a force for good in their communities, in their generational, you know, in their families. It's really, I think, important work that you all are doing uh, right now, especially with the complexity of both that self identity identity and a healthy relationship with money coming into play. And so um, we talked a little bit about how you guys get your funding. A lot of the times you partner with larger organizations or corporations uh, that get involved with their time, talent, and treasure. So why is it a great time for corporations to get involved and with your solution and, and what's kind of the impact and the through line to how you're, you're delivering your programs in schools?
2: <laughs> the corporations um, are really like one of our big things that we hit in terms of support and funding. And they understand if they are investing in these students up front while they're in school, it can directly impact, you know, the, the quality of the talent that becomes part of their business. Corporations are gonna, can help kind of mold and shape the culture of our communities by You know, infusing funds into these schools and and to provide programming on financial literacy, because, again, that's a future potential employee, right, that, you know, might be over a budget or might be over, you know, something else within your your company. And with that knowledge, that's going to, you know, free more productivity, positivity um, and everyone ha- is a little bit more happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, just to piggyback off of what she said, you know, we live in a global society, right? A, a globally competitive society. So, um, with them being able to invest in those kids, everybody else understands, right, that we need to be as prepared, as <laughs> physically prepared as possible on all levels. And so, this helps improve that productivity and helps improve the talent pool. Um, and then it also gives them, them happier employees um, when the employee is not as stressed. As fiscally stressed, um, they perform better at school. And there's statistics even around that. So it benefits them as well because they might not have high blood pressure or, you know, anxiety from going to work. They're happier. And that goes into retention. Um, That's a a big issue right now with corporate um, that we're hearing is that they're having issues finding people in corporate America, like to put in the top corporate America. It's a lack of diversity up there as well as filling the talent pools. So if these kids are already seeing. Um, tying into the self-identity, all they know is being an athlete, right? Since the beginning of time. So if we're able to be in front of them and saying, hey, Apple sponsored this event, but here's some internships that just in case you don't go into the NFL, not saying that you aren't, not saying that you won't make it, but just in case, here are some other opportunities that are out there that may not have been presented to you before. And thankfully for us, this company backed us and was able to say, hey, we believe in the mission and vision that you all are doing. But we also see like, these are, You know, top performing players on the field, but those those skills are transferable, and it transfers into you know corporate America and helping society grow. And like Ashley was saying, just being a better all community and well rounded.
2: It's also very helpful for you know to provide the resource of our program to schools that really can't afford our 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 program. Um, So what we've been finding is that you know historically black colleges and universities really want us to come out, but they just don't have the budget, the organization. And these are kids, you know, that really need this information. We all do. But of course, you know, it starts with, you know, us thinking about our our, our minority communities and how it's a huge problem. So we really need to be in front of those kids. And what we're finding is that they just don't have the resources. But if we get those, you know, corporate sponsors and how we get those corporate sponsors to sponsor those schools, you know, it then opens up the door for these kids to be able to participate in the program and get the knowledge that they really need. So it's a, you know, it's a it's a really win-win situation for all those corporations and to help sponsor for the schools. The schools, you know, provide the program for free. The kids are getting the knowledge they need. And then in return, they're also, you know, understanding jobs and internships and positions that, you know, open doors that they maybe have never thought about.
0: That Yeah. And I I mean, uh, there's been so much talk out there, you can't ignore it about like the war for talent. And, and certainly now corporations, I think are authentically taking seriously the DEI initiatives. And, and, you know, I think for athletes that, you know, are going into school, and uh, all of a sudden, maybe they get, you know, an injury or something like that prevents them from being able to pursue that path, you know, it can really disrupt the trajectory of their life. And and I've known many athletes where that's happened. And so having access to, to jobs and opportunities and remembering who made this kind of education possible and having a healthy relationship with money and um, and really, when you come out to I think what I've learned as you get later on in life, money doesn't become the most important thing, you know, we're all trying to get fair wages to people and and competitive salaries and everything. But really, if you're investing your money well, and you're saving your money well, and you're building wealth and net worth over time, you know, you don't need to have, you know, this, this astronomical salary just to to continue to move forward, you know, you can Bring in money in other ways, and you can have a healthy balance in your life. And so it's actually kind of leveling the playing field and putting less stress on the economic system, and, and really trying to get like the highest salary possible. Um, and for companies to have to afford that for the amount of talent they have to bring in. So I think there's so many, so many benefits there. And so I kind of wonder, like, if you had maybe 10 times the budget that you have now available to you. Just imagine (laughs) that the money tree just came in. Every corporation signs on. They all all hear this podcast and uh, they're ready to go. I don't know. Tiffany, how how would you uh, plan to invest that?
1: Like Ashley was saying, just to kind of piggyback off of what she was saying before, we need to target more institutions. Um, We're trying to get in front of them uh, to expand our program, uh, to teach financial literacy. There's so many schools that could really benefit from what we are teaching um, and the way that we're teaching it. But of course, like she said, you know, they don't have the fiscal means to make it happen. And so having that additional revenue, number one, (laughs) would certainly help to address that area. But then two, we are a team of two. It's Ashley and I. We are doing this entire operation on our own. And just to be able to uh, have and train additional personnel uh, for the sole purpose of being able to really reach as many kids as possible would be amazing. (laughs) Um, But then, of course, to really develop more resources as well, because our program, is very comprehensive Um, it's incentivized um, it's corporate sponsored um, and then we also have you know things that we want to be able to do like huge celebrations at the end for these kids and of course all of that takes money Um, and so we you know we we have that vision and so we just are waiting for for that miracle to happen for people to really just invest and see what we're doing. And well, they already have like you.
0: Well, it's an awesome team for two before I forget to affirm you both. I mean, powerhouse uh, cousins, powerhouse entrepreneurs, Ashley, where, where would you invest that time? I mean, anything different than, than what Tiffany said?
2: I think Tiffany hit the main points. Um, You know, I think again, but that's the main the main three buckets that that are run our nonprofit is our, our educational, you know, content itself. Being able to provide more comprehensive programming, infuse more funds into creating all different types of resources would be really awesome. But yeah, we need more people. Um, you know, as our schedule books out for the spring and then the fall, you know, we can only be in so many places at one time. Um, and we love that the demand is there, but we need to train people, like Tiffany was saying um to be able to help deliver this this content as well for sure so those are and then of course like she was saying yeah those the, the number of institutions that we can impact being able to sponsor schools their their schools far and right it's not just the hbcus it's the division two II and three smaller schools the private schools that we're finding that are having trouble to you know finding in their budget to bring on programs that are important for their students to kind of be, be involved in to make them well-rounded
0: adults. Well, I am such a big fan of conscious capitalism and, you know, money used as a force for good, right? And business and influence. And I feel if the money and the resources fall in the right hands of educated people that want to do good with it, that are trained, that are edified by wonderful people like you, then the world is going to be a more sustainable place, people, profit planet. Like we can all do this together if we really edify and educate our next generation. So thank you for the wonderful gifts of time and talent and just your soul, what you're pouring into this community. If people wanted to learn more uh, and go online, what resources, what websites would you send them to?
2: They can head to our website. Um, that's plan, plannet 2 toa is the website. We also have Twitter and Instagram and it's at plan2at underscore inc. Also can find us on Facebook at plan 2 a T. So we're a little bit of everywhere. Oh, yes. LinkedIn for sure.
0: So we will be posting all of those links on our show notes on chatwithleaders.com uh, so <laughs> that you. it's easy to click through and get to it. And y'all, it was just such a gift to, to be with you today. I, I just love your energy. I love what you're doing. As a former student athlete myself, I wish that I had the education that you guys are offering in the world right now. I think i probably would have been better off for it and uh just really appreciate you spending this time with us today
2: thank you so much for having us thank you thoroughly enjoyed it
0: (laughs) well that wraps up another edition of chat with leaders and thank you for being part of this awesome community we've been so grateful for all the kind words of support coming in through email social media reviews and referrals if you haven't already, please visit our show on Apple podcasts and in the review section, tap the number of stars that you feel the show deserves. This helps us continually improve the content and get it out to more next-gen leaders and leave it in their capable hands to bring this world to a better place and how we found it. By the way, if you have thought about launching your own podcast to grow your business through new relationships and conversations that matter, I have great news for you. We have officially launched our agency service at Chapel leaders media where we will help you strategically plan, implement, and produce the platform for you. So go to chatwithleaders.com to learn more and feel free to reach out with any questions. We would love to help you scale your revenue and capacity to deliver a strong social impact in your community using business as a force for good. Now go enjoy your day and be a leader worth following.